so as gay podcasters, how represented did you feel by the film Bros? I would have to say on a scale of <clears throat> ass to mouth, I would leave the room. Okay. Well, we did stay in the room because we paid our thirteen fifty to get to the movie. But- if you thirteen thirteen fifty, wow, I, movies are a lot more expensive in Portland than they are in Philadelphia. We went to a we went to a really fancy fancy one which had like couches and stuff and they had like table service. It was really nice. Did, did, wait, 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 wait a second. Was it was this like a like a theme? Did they did they offer you like a blowjob? This is No, this no, is no, brilliant. no. But, it was <laughs> oh, it was it no. was legitimate. It was a legit. It was a legitimate. It's a legitimate theater. Okay. theater. Yes, um, you, you didn't go to like the last porn theater in Portland, out on like 119th Street or whatever. Is my that's is actually my not that far from where I live, but that's a different story. Look, I don't know, man. I haven't lived in Portland <laughs> in years. So, bros, um, I did not really care for this movie, um, and and but, I will. But, but, like, but we decided we wanted to do a podcast on it. Well, I, I think yes, but that that's I mean, we 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 finished we almost finished Voyager, Richard. So we <laughs> obviously have a high, high tolerance for pain and suffering. And and I think Billy Eichner's romantic comedy is is up there. Um, oh, but you know, actually, that makes it very. Cl- actually, this is a, the problem with bros because you know how we we we, we would say Voyager. If you don't like it, wait a season; it'll be a different show. Mm-hmm. Bros. If you don't like the movie, wait five minutes; it'll try. Yeah, a actually, that, different movie. <laughs> maybe that's a good way to actually get started into this because I think that, like, you know, just just to frame this right, like, and just for transparency's sake, like, we have not recorded a podcast together in almost three years. Um, this is probably going to come as a surprise to many people that are still subscribed to Trek about, um, we're sorry that it's not Star Trek related, but you didn't give us any money and you have no input. So go away. (laughs) Actually, don't go away. We love all our fans. Um, please give us money and please give us money. I I would love to have money. And so would Richard. Um, this is going to be a very sort of like, I think a wide ranging conversation because, so I saw bros back in, I don't know, September or something, October. I don't remember what, what is when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. When it came out and, (laughs) um, and I like, I, I kind of was like, we were talking about it. I was talking about it with Richard and we were kind of like, wait, I think, I think because you were like, I saw it too. And we were just kind of, we both kind of were like, yeah, kind of thinking about maybe like, I'd like to talk about it, but like, do we want to do this? And, and we were like, yeah, let's do it. And then you said, also, I want you to watch American Horror Story and NYC. And I was like, okay. Um, So we're going to kind of like fold this in. We're probably going to talk about some stuff that's going on in the world. Cause you know, there's a lot of crazy shit going on right now. But the two of the, the two, had a weird dialogue to with each other in my head and i think it i think it's worth talking to them together even if it's because for me it's on the level of bros is trying to be a mainstream gay romantic comedy it is trying to hit as many people as it can and we'll talk about the reason it may or may not have and American Horror Story NYC is a show for gay men. And if it picks up incidental other people, that's fine. But this is a very particular audience it's going for. And I thought that was really interesting because uh, 
I don't like what I said about bros is it doesn't know whether it wants to be for straight people. It doesn't know if it wants to be for gay people. And so it comes off as a lot of weird in jokes for the gays that the straights aren't going to get, but a lot of pandering for the straights that the gays aren't going to appreciate. Um, I mean, honestly, it felt a little bit like the experience of watching Will and Grace in like 2001 in a weird <laughs> way, because it, I think Will yes. and Grace was also sort of that thing where it was very much here is a show for the the quote unquote majority. We can, you know, obviously, you know, are our heterosexuals yeah. the majority? I, who, yeah, whatever. Who knows? I think that what is interesting about that framing is, is you are right, like this kind of in a way felt like a very kind of retrograde movie but at the same time it also felt like billy eichner was knew this was only his only shot at this and so he Mm. needed to stuff as much as he could into the movie and you're right like there is the gay romance the the romantic comedy which i I mean, we'll talk about the romance, but I, I, I did not buy them as a romantic <laughs> couple um, at all. Um, there's also the weird sitcom of the museum, which every single time that happened, I was like, yeah, I'd like to see this TV show. Yeah. Why, why are these scenes from a sitcom in my romantic comedy? Then there's like these weird things about Billy Eichner's personal you know political beliefs about homosexuals and and queer liberation and and whatever and and then also it's just billy eichner yelling at you and so i don't really know who this audience was for and billy eichner's you know shirt raising about on twitter about like i don't understand why no one's going to see this movie (laughs) like well because this movie wasn't made for anybody. It was it was no. designed in a in a lab. Number one, I mean, because it's true. Like the Judd Apatow style, you know, romantic comedy. If this movie had come out, when did Forty Year Old Virgin come out? Two thousand eight, two thousand nine, somewhere around there. Yeah, um, it was a while ago, I mean, even earlier. Yeah. If this had been a contemporary, if this had been come come out between Forty Year Old Virgin and Bridesmaids, this would have been a ridiculously innovative comedy based on it being gay alone. But it also would have fit in a lot more with the kinds of movies that people were going to theaters to see and that were doing really well at that time. And a lot of things have changed in the economics of movies, and I know that, you know, I'm reading a lot of articles these days about how, like, smaller movies are starting to come back to theaters and, you know, people are starting to, you know, you are going to want to go to a movies on a date and you might want to see something that's a little light and romantic for that. So, you know, for that reason alone. And, uh, but that is part of the timing of why I, you know, that's a factor in here too. It's not sure who it wants to be made for. And it's not going in an environment where this is, you know, going to be a big hit. And I guess we kind of all knew that, you know, Billy Eichner was going to do a lot of Coke and then read some reviews and then have, you know, flip out about it. Like we know our boy. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I fundamentally don't really understand why Billy Eichner of all people was the person to, to, to get this movie made. I, I mean, yeah, of course, like he has a very particular he he's had a very particular career trajectory that is that is interesting, I think. You know, going from someone who was, 
you know, yelling at people on the street to being in the Lion King reboot. Yeah. But at the same time, I think he has carved out a a pretty significant niche of I am a gay man, here I am, you know, whatever. At the same time, you know, I think that you're right that this movie would have been much more interesting and probably would have even been much more of a financial and, 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 and creative success if it had uh, come out in the year 2010 as opposed to the year 2022. You know, there's a lot of factors like you talked about. I mean, I was um, thinking about this yesterday because um, I, I don't have a Twitter account anymore, um, but well, we still have one for the podcast, but it's you know basically defunct. Um, but, but I, I don't have a personal Twitter account anymore, but there's a couple of accounts that I still check from time to time. And, you know, they were basically saying like the movie tar, which is supposed to be amazing, mm-hmm. um, has basically made no money. And it was, I think it costs like 50 or $60 million to make, which for a, a, you know, an adult movie made for adults about adult themes that is not based on any sort of like previous, uh, you know, IP, yeah. Um, it, that, that's very weird in this day and age to, to have that high of a budget. And the fact that I think it's made like, you know, $6 million or something, they're like, what is going on? Well, you know, part of what's going on, of course, is that we, we are entering year three of, of a pandemic. Um, I personally used to go to the movies a lot and I think this year I've gone to the movies twice, um, once to see bros and once to (laughs) see everything everywhere all at once. And, have I gone to the movies I, I more than you? Because I saw those you, two plus also the menu. So that's uh, I, I think I, you did, which is shocking because you hate <laughs> going to the movies. Um, and I love going to the movies, but I just I think I've just fallen out of the the habit of going to the movies. And if someone like me, I mean, I used to go to see a movie like every week, yeah. every other week. You know, I was going to see 25, 30 movies a year, maybe 10 years ago. And I don't do that anymore. And and partially, it's I think there's a lot of factors here, of course. Like, there's the hollowing out of film criticism. Where do you even find out about movies anymore? Like, I, I have no idea. TikTok. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, TikTok. Oh, God. I don't want to get on TikTok, Richard. Don't make me get on TikTok. Oh, it's okay. They're going to ban it now. Oh, thank God. But but like to get you know Billy Eichner like going like why is no one going to see this movie I don't yeah. think it's that much of a surprise um, and also frankly I mean aside from all of this the movie is just okay like it 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 wasn't anything that interesting or revelatory or no. groundbreaking or well made or anything like yeah there's some there's there there were a couple of funny things in there. Um, I found the acting to be to be good, except for Billy Eichner, who, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be constructive here, but Billy Eichner is a very particular actor who is good at very particular things, and he doesn't have a lot of range, in my opinion. So, And he's trying him to be to, a softer version in this that I don't know that he's he can pull off as a performer. I think, I mean... I, I, I don't think Billy and Eichner in person is probably not as abrasive as, you know, his personality. I mean, he wrote a romantic comedy. I'm sure he does have a very big soft spot, sure. But that's also not the kind of actor he is. As an actor, he does... I mean, his best persona is that kind of cancer version of the red carpet gay, right? Like, the um, Billy on the street is like, I'm gay, I'm a obsessed with celebrities and this is the nightmare version of that 
You know, this is the role that gay men are allowed to have, and I'm going to be a toxic version of that. Yeah, there was there was some of that where obviously this movie was centering the, the the gay cis male experience in a lot of ways, and they think that was part of the purpose of the movie, honestly. But yeah. you know, but there's a lot of concessions that have to be made. Of course, I mean his 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 love interest is is traditionally hot. You know, a I mean, potato. I find him. Yeah, I mean, I don't find him that attractive, but he <laughs> is like he is like the er example of like the the gays that are going to you know the the circuit parties and shit. Which I have another, like, well, of course, Billy, nobody's going to pay attention to you if you're going to circuit parties and being terrible on Grinder of all things. Like, is this, you really don't know any better ways to hook up because there's about 20 I can think of where you'll get, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. His loneliness at the beginning of the movie is his fault. Well, right, exactly. Like, I found out about the existence of Sniffies a few months ago. I may have found out about it from you. And and my and my uh, the way that I describe it to to people because I actually know a lot of you know gay gay men ha surprise surprise um, who didn't know about sniffies and I'm like the best way I can describe sniffies is that it's what straight people think grinder is <laughs> and I feel like I don't like I kind of feel like there's a part of this movie which is. Billy Eichner doesn't want to conform to what straight people think a gay male romance is like, but at the same time, the economic realities of making this type of movie in 2022 mean that you kind of have to. And, you know, I mean, I'll be very frank, like the very beginning of the movie, again, Richard knows me very well. I don't walk out of movies, right? Mm. I, I don't think I've ever walked out of a movie. I very nearly got up and left in the first five minutes of this movie because perhaps hilariously enough, it is Billy Eichner recording a podcast and the movie opens essentially with Billy Eichner yelling at you. And I didn't want to, I didn't pay $11 or whatever to have Billy Eichner yell at me for two hours. And I think that's what is at the heart of the tension of this movie, honestly. I can see that. Like, so you've watched Difficult People, right? I have, yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I've been watching a few episodes of that, especially Post Bros, and that's a bit more, that is a Billy Eichner yelling character and show. And in many ways, it is more successful, but, um, and I don't know if this is getting off topic quite yet, but, um, what I Us found, off topic? hey, um, because the biggest flaw in difficult people, when I think about it, I think about the relationship between the two of them, all of the wacky side characters, the people at his job, the fact that they get into these terrible situations and that, like, ask, you know, typical far stuff. Okay, great. It's very good for that. Sure. But. So their jobs are TV recapper and like they they're talking about pop culture all the time and it's kind of really made clear in the show that a lot of the reason that they don't have success is that their act is very much just like petty sniping and that ultimately that's tiring and mean and just, you know, but there is a lot of the show where they are making these jokes and we are expected to laugh at them because they're such funny pop cultural insights. And a couple years later, 
I have no idea who the hell any of the people they're talking about are. There's one episode right. where they're doing Swiftical the musical about Taylor Swift's cats, and they're treating it like – and I watched this episode recently on the same week that she had her new album where literally the Billboard Top 10 was a track listing. Like, it, 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 it – yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever you think about Taylor Swift and, like, that's fine, but, like, where – they are really expecting us to find this set of jokes to be funny when that's not e- like, and that's that's one of the celebrities that's still around. Like when they're talking about YouTube YouTubers and making fun of them, it falls really flat. And you, th- but they really want us to find these insights to be piercing and cutting and hilarious. And I think, yeah, and, Bill- and- I think. Burroughs wants us to find its political insights to be hilarious and cutting when I I don't know if this is the best place and the best audience for it. Again, if you're well, making right, a, it's, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where it's like, who, well, like what master are you trying to serve here? And I, and I think like, you know, comparing it to difficult people is interesting because, you know, I, again, I'm not like a Billy Eichner super fan or anything, but I've seen a lot of his stuff. I mean, I, yeah. I, I actually do like Billy on the street quite a bit. Um, I, I'd still think that, um, do gay people care about John Oliver is one of the <laughs> finest, like abs- absurdist comment, like absurdist, like sketches I've ever seen. Um, if you haven't seen it, just, just, I don't even want to tell you what it actually is. It's just go on YouTube and watch it. Um, but, but it is the case that difficult people was a very, it was a much smaller show with a yeah. much smaller budget with much smaller, um, expectations around it. I think it was actually canceled. I don't, I don't think it even ended. Right. It just kind of like stopped. I don't know. Got um, three seasons though. I mean, that's enough, right? I mean, I don't think yeah. that, that a show like difficult people needed to be on for seven seasons in a movie, but it it is the case that I think with, with bros specifically, this this again was like Billy Eichner's moment to make his statement movie about about everything and and I don't think you can make a, a movie about everything and and you can't make a movie about twenty percent of what you want to make a movie about and I I don't I I always I would like I think I would like to see the oral I would like to read the oral history of of Bros in ten years yeah because I am sure that whatever made it on the screen is not what Billy Eichner intended to make it on the screen. And it almost does feel to me like the movie is simultaneously way too gay and not gay enough. And I, uh, do you know what I mean? Like, like one of like we t- we talk about um, the 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 sketch that the sketch the, the sketch the sketch that um, Billy Eichner did with Conan O'Brien a few yeah. years ago, where where Conan O'Brien goes on Grinder. And there's a line. And they pick just the, the and they finally pick the mushiest, just personality list guy this guy to do it which is the grinder experience like somebody who is stupid and doesn't realize he's stupid and doesn't have anything other than being pretty it was wonderful it's also might be the la experience honestly but <laughs> and i think that that you know no offense to anyone that lives in la but you should move um i i do think that that like there's a there's a line in that sketch yeah. specifically that that like that that whole energy of that sketch and i think the energy that that billy eckner brought to billy on the street and in, in terms of of his gay stuff would have been much more served by bros if he had done that because like he billy eckner is obviously not afraid to be an openly gay man in america um and he's not even afraid to be dismissive of of the the thoughts and opinions that straight people have of queer people like you know, I think there's a luxury to say, like, you know what? It's it's been over 50 years since Stonewall. I, as a queer man, don't need to care 
what you as a straight person think of my life. Yeah. Um, you can think whatever you like. I don't give a shit. And there's a there's a freedom to that. Whereas with bros, it felt very calculated. Like that scene where he is um, at his friends that has that they're married and that they have the kid, and the kid starts singing like the bottom song or something, and every they're singing about bottoms. And like Billy Eichner says, I liked it better when straight people were or Billy Eichner's character. Sorry, I just I, Billy Eichner's uh, character and Billy Eichner are the same in my head. Um, at some point, well, at some point he's a character. At some point, he's a mouthpiece for Billy Eichner. It is yes, yes. But- Which, to be fair, like I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with if the movie was honest about it. But, but regardless, um, you know, and Bill, like Billy Eichner's character says something like, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he says something like, "I liked it better when straight people were uncomfortable with gay sex." Like what? Who who what who what who is that joke for? What is that supposed to mean? You know, I, well, would, would would something like that even ever happen in real life? I think is more of my problem with that. Like, I'm sorry, but but no, that's that's never going to happen. That that is just that that is some sort of workshopped to death scene where they think that we they can just get by they can get this bias. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but no, that's not going to happen ever. Like a five year old is not going to start singing about anal sex, and their parents are just like, yeah, cool, whatever. Like. Huh? I know what you mean. There is a. It's one thing for a kid to know about gay people. It's I don't I, I I was a little older when I learned about you know heterosexual sex and the mechanics of that. But you know I don't. I still haven't learned about it. Can you teach me? No, it's I because I you. <laughs> Well, it's true that you are good at teaching things that you yourself struggle with. So, um, but, you know, I would say there is a difference between like an educational here's what homosexuality is and here's the, you know, and yeah. joking about bottoms. I don't know. Like I, it, it it was, it, it, I, as you say, I think they thought what's the most absurd thing that can happen was a kid making fun of him for being a bottom. Like, that's where the, the energy of the scene comes from. And sure, fine, whatever. But but you then know? also, like, I mean, I think that part, like, like as you say that, though, I think part of the, 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 the sort of, like, hidden subtext of that scene, which maybe is just being teased out now, is that... That, that that you know in in the gay male community specifically, I, I think that there is still a lot of like bottom shaming and like you know weird stuff about that. I don't think it's as prevalent as it used to be, but I, I do think it's still there. And and maybe that was some sort of like sideways attempt to make some sort of like commentary about it. But like if you are making a big budget gay male romantic comedy and you want to make it for a primarily gay audience and bring straight people into it. Like, why are you making these we- – like, like because I am a gay man. I had no idea that, that that was, like, the purpose of that scene. And maybe it's not the purpose of that scene. I don't know, but I'm just I'm just speculating. I, I feel like we may be putting more thought into the scene than they did, though. Like, I think well, it's – yeah. I, I, I think it might, it might be just as – you know, what's the most absurd thing that we could have a little kid teasing his gay uncle about, you know, and, oh, it's being a bottom, and okay, and that's as far as they've thought. Like, I don't know. Um, it's, it's, 
I guess I have a different perspective on the issue being from Portland where everybody is a bottom. So maybe it's (laughs) everyone is a bottom everywhere, Richard. Come on. (laughs) If this is a movie made for us and then there's a lot of jokes that we can specifically make because we're among family, like that Bear City movie that, you know, we saw all three of them, like had a lot of, you know, in gay jokes that, you know, gave us no angst because this is only a gay audience watching this and we get it and it makes all these sense. And, you know, I, I am like the, the, there is a scene in Bros of a very a very casual popper use that's barely commented on and that I found hilarious because this is just a this uh, when do you see a reference to poppers in a mainstream movie? No, this is just part of gay sex. This is the paraphernalia of a lot of it for people, and it's just kind of there in the background. How the hell is a straight person watching that scene? I'm very curious about that. You know, and but, but again, but again, like I think that that to your point, I think that was probably one of the more successful moments of the movie. Yeah, right. Like, well, because don't, don't over-explain what's going on. Don't don't try and play it for laughs. I mean, part of my problem with the sex scenes in general is that they were not hot at all, and they were all played for laughs pretty much. You know, but like, yeah, it, it was just like you know, it, it's that whole thing about like when when straight people write a, a gay male sex scene, and it's just like they're just going to town doggy style, and it's like yeah. you do know that gay men can have missionary sex and kiss while they fuck right i think that's part of the problem here is that like those moments in the movie are there but they are few and far between and and the ones that work really work and the ones that but most of the movie just feels very calculated to like i don't know like i guess who released this movie paramount universal like what studio is still left i don't know but (laughs) like whatever studio released this movie it just felt like they were like we need to protect our investment and we need to make sure that like everybody can go to see this movie and understand it yeah um but 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 do they i mean like i i don't did you see fire island no i have a problem so so yang but that's a different story yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I think you know, everybody can have a problem with whoever they want, but I, I think like that movie specifically, and I think you should watch it. I won't talk too much about it because you haven't seen it, yeah. but I think that Fire Island is much more successful at being the movie that I think Billy Eichner wanted Bros to yeah, be. Yeah. Okay, and I'll leave it at that. I do want to talk about the romance, though, because we really haven't talked about the romance at all. Okay, was there romance in the movie? Because I didn't know. That, that's my point. Like, I didn't buy them as a couple for a goddamn second. No! The, the, whole, the whole thing about him wanting to be a chocolatier or whatever, I'm just like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> I mean, look, he and his friend... He and his friend from back in the day have more chemistry than Billy Eichner and the potato, you know? And there's the Billy, you, don't, Bill, you challenge me and he doesn't at the end, but I don't know. They. It's true. I don't buy them as a couple. There is a little too much. Part of it is from the actor level. Part of it is the fact that Potato is written to be a shallow romantic comedy love interest in a lot of ways. I mean... Yeah. I look, I am not a Hallmark Christmas movie guy. I enjoy Christmas movies, but that subgenre is a little too Christian white to me, but um <laughs> yeah. Sure no, uh, no, absolutely. Um I only accept 
Christmas movie is from a creepy Catholic perspective, but that's a different story. Um, it It is a movie that both is... It makes fun of and mocks Hallmark romantic comedies because it desperately wants to be a part of it. Okay, did you watch Happiest Season? I have not, no. I mean, that movie is a Hallmark gay Christmas movie. It is cheesy, it's sexless, it's, you know, very... And it is a lot more successful than Bros is because it is... it. It's it's not ashamed to be what it is, which is a dumb Christmas movie, right? Like it 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 wants to be the gay version. If it's a little sanitized, that's okay. The genre is sanitized. It's not upset about it. Uh Bros is too blue to be one of those kind of movies, but it's too it and at the end it tries to clean itself up and be respectable in ways that it hasn't earned. And... No, I th- I think that's I think that's right because I think part of what is so frustrating about Bros is you can tell I think that Billy Eichner is a is a fan of romantic comedies. Like which is fine. I, I, I which is fine. I can take or leave them. Like I don't I don't like or dislike them. I just would I ever would I ever sit down and choose to watch one? Probably not. Do I like when Harry met Sally? Sure, it's it's a fine movie. Do I feel very good about myself because I am basically the same age that Billy Crystal was in that movie, and I look tons better than him? Yes, I do. Um, Being a city listen, gay is really great for the complexion. Straight men, please. A, a gay men, all men, just just moisturize, please. Moisturize up oh, for the love of God. Moisturize. You will look ten years younger. Um, but like, I, I don't, so, so, so part of the, part of my point in saying that is that I am not the, the target audience for this movie, right? Like, yeah. well, again, what is, what is the target audience for this movie? But let's, let's assume for, for a moment that it is fans of romantic comedies. That in itself is a genre that is basically dead. Um, they they basically don't exist anymore, at least in terms of like these bigger budget movies with with movie stars, et cetera. Um, and of course, you can argue like the new I think uh, Julia Roberts and, and George cool. Clooney, for example, is 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 doing very well. Um, well and you could also to... argue that like you know romantic comedies in part were 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 good because they were lighthearted, fair. There wasn't any real stakes. You just you just watched attractive, insanely successful famous movie stars you know fuck around for two hours you could also say that that maybe part of the reason why bros didn't doesn't work is because billy eichner and what's his name or i mean i'm trying to be charitable here and say it in a uh, nice way but but they're they're not tom hanks and meg ryan so look, i'd fuck billy eichner but i'm a weird pervy gay dude like uh, uh, straight people don't understand that um but no like it's it's uh, so number one, I read about – I was reading about that Clooney Roberts movie. Like it's posit- – it, an article which was positing that romantic comedies are starting to go back. But number one, the past – actors who have been coming out for, uh, coming up for the past 10, 15 years or so have not wanted to be in romantic comedies because if you, if you want to sure. be a movie star now, what movies are you going to go in? You're going to try and get in a Marvel movie. You're going to try and get in like something like that. So – just full stop. 
we haven't trained a new crop of romantic comedy actors, so you know something. George Clooney and Julia Roberts are still big box office draws and can like do a, do that in their sleep. And also, thanks to the way anti aging is, they still look fucking great. So it, oh, it was just absolutely. Yeah. So we're saying like it's it's really interesting that we are getting a bunch of older actors in you know in romantic movies now and but you know for that point like. Again, I can see going to see – you're on a date. You're – you know, you want to go see something that's not too stakes, that's going to be about – you know, that's not going to be too much stakes. That's going to be about two happy people finding love for each other, and from that, you're going to go to dinner. Like, that's that's fine. I get that, right? Like, okay, so if you're a gay couple, we'll go to see bros. I saw it with my partner, you know, Um if you're a straight couple going to date night, are you going to see bros necessarily? I don't know. And I, I think Billy Eichner wants, wants the answer to be yes. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't Which, think we're there. And, and I, I mean, so then you have ribald gay sex jokes and, you know, poppers references and all this stuff to about, you know, the political place of gays in the world, which straight people do not give a shit about how the internal struggles in the gay community they are going to i mean frankly they're going to see the museum staff squabbling with each other and i i mean does that is that the best look for us we know what that is and what that looks like and but you know but that but that but that that is at the tension of the heart of the movie there i think yeah the nail on the head like the movie simultaneously is like fuck you straight people we don't care what you think we have yeah. our own culture, our own society. We have our own like internal struggles and own, you know and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's like, oh my god, straight people, please like us, please like us, please like us. We're just the same. We're, we're yeah. just like you. Deep we, we down, just, we, we all we, really we, do just want to find the one one person. Right, exactly. And it's like, well, no. I mean, there's a lot of you know, that's not the case at all. And and I think that, you know, like, I mean, for for instance, like, I mean, I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to talk about your personal life. I mean, you, you can talk about it if you want to. But like, for, for me, like, I am a single gay man. I am 42 years old. I have not been in a relationship in years. Um, do I want one? I'm very ambivalent about the whole thing. If you met somebody who you got along really well with and compatible and sure, you would deal with that. But Billy Eckner and Potato don't have that chemistry. <laughs> Absolutely not. They don't. And I think that that's, that's you know, like, I, I, again, I cannot think of the actor's name and I feel very bad about it, but I'm not going to look it up. Because fundamentally, the the, char- the, the, the the romantic interest for Billy Eichner's character in Bros is not a person. It yeah. is it is a it is a a a, a vessel a, a romantic comedy golem that uh, uh, Billy Eichner is pouring all of his needs, wants, and frustrations into. Take the Billy Eichner character. You write down ten quality, not even. You write down five qualities, and then you put the two qualities that are opposite that, and that's how you make the the, the love interest right. Like where. Billy Eichner is confident in his sexuality. He's not. He's doing what he wants to. He's conflicted. He's angry at everything. He goes with the flow. You know, like, that's that's it. And just going with the understanding of, well, opposites attract in a romantic comedy, and the thing that makes you the opposite makes you grow as the person, and there we go. Bam, bam, it writes itself. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, like, and I do want to um, I do want to kind of transition into talking about American Horror Story NYC a bit, too. And we can, you know, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll fold in yeah. discussion of bros at the same time. But, 
you know, the, the, it, kind of like what you when, when you were talking, like one of the things I was thinking in, in that kind of same vein is is the whole steroid subplot, or can you even call it a subplot? Like, I oh don't, god, I completely I don't know forgot what, about that. It's like thirty seconds. Well, well, so did the movie. I mean that that's primarily the problem is like the movie has I mean I'm not I'm not saying this to be ableist or anything but the movie like kind of has like movie ADD like it just it it's like a goldfish like it doesn't remember what its last subplot was it it drops subplots like crazy like what was the purpose of that like f- like will you answer this question for me yes why is this movie called bros that was the okay so uh, knowing nothing about the movie going in I thought they were doing the plot. It was, it's two gay guys and they're bros, they're best friends. And for whatever reason, they have to pretend to be in a relationship and they fall in love. Like, I thought that's where it was going. I think the movie wants to be comment on gay masculinity in the section where he goes to the gym and he's, uh, you know, doing the voice, doing the butch voice. And like, hey there. but it's, it's, if they wanted to make a movie about that, they didn't make that movie. And maybe, Maybe the title Bros is vestigial from the first draft, which was all that. Like, this feels like a movie that I would have loved to see the second draft versus the final. Uh, yeah, I, I totally, totally agree with that. And and I think it's really interesting. I mean, I'm glad you you kind of pushed me to watch American Horror Story NYC because I yeah. think it is a very interesting uh, uh, thing to, to talk about in conjunction with Bros because you've got bros which is this big well you know big budget is is subjective i think it costs it has a movie budget though yeah yeah i mean you know they 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 filmed in new york city that's not cheap they had some some interesting actors in there i mean you know like hey whatever um but but at the same time like the movie did terribly i don't think it made any money i think it lost money um there was no audience for this even though the movie was bending over backwards to try and be all things to all people at the same time, you have American Horror Story NYC, which is an extremely, extremely gay and specifically gay cis male yes. uh, uh, thing that I don't think would, would make any sense to anybody who wasn't a gay male, um, or, or at least not a lot of sense. I mean, you could follow the plot and stuff, but yeah. like, would you get all the nuances? Would you get all the meaning? No. Um, and, and nobody watched it. Well, it is, I mean, but in a way that like, it is a degree of, this is season 11 of one of the 500 shows that Ryan Murphy has on at any given time. So, you know, something we can get away with doing whatever the fuck we want. And it doesn't matter. Like this is a show that is proud to have its tiny niche audience and is making something just for them. So remind me, do you, what is your experience with AHS? I know you're not like, wouldn't call yourself a fan, but. I, I have very little experience with it. I don't really care for Ryan Murphy in general. Yeah. Um, although I, I do like American Crime Story, although I think there's diminishing returns there. Um, I, I have only ever seen, I think, maybe like half of the first season of American Horror Story. Which is not even remotely one of my favorites about. I mean, which, what I like is, about which is why I only ever I've only ever seen half of the first season <laughs> of American Horror Story. Um, and you know that's the thing is like this is the only full season of American Horror Story I've ever seen. Um, and I I thought it was great. 
it's one of the more cohesive seasons, I would say, but it's interesting. Like, I think it was the Salon uh, reviewer for this, what you were saying about somebody who's not a gay man wouldn't get it. Um, I think they had a woman writing it, and she did not understand a goddamn thing. Oh, and just showing more gay male suffering, and why are you doing... And, you know, doesn't... Well, no, 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 that wasn't the point at all. She didn't seem to understand why people would still be writing about HIV and AIDS and all of this. And it's, you know, there is a degree. I, which- well, but I mean, I'll say this. I don't think that Ryan Murphy and, and his other creative partners would have made this season of American Horror Story six years ago. Yes. Oh, I, think, yeah, I, I think there's a very particular reason why they decided to make it now. Yeah. And well, and I, and I think to ignore the political realities that we are living in right now is is a, it does a disservice to any analysis of this yeah. season of, of American Horror Story. I, I, I will say, like, I think to, I think to your point, though, I think that like I, I I agree with you, but like for me, I was I was reading, I forget it was some you know recap shit, and uh, yeah, which is which is also a genre that is mostly died out it's very difficult to find any television criticism now um because there's no online i guess that's where it is i mean people aren't writing no i know it's online but even like online i don't know where it is anymore i mean like the av club is a hollowed out shell of its former self i you know like television without pity died 10 years ago like i I don't i don't know where you find this stuff anymore um but i then again i don't i don't i spend i don't spend very much time online anymore because i find that it, it drives me insane but um that that aside you know for instance i found that the sort of like they were like oh who is who is this like you know guy in leather that's stalking people who (laughs) like i can't wait until the big reveal of who this is and i'm like it's it's nobody it it, it's it's the literal embodiment of the spectrum it's death yeah (laughs) for them it's aids like that's that's what that character is that is not a real person um and everyone you know and i was like how do you miss this well, you miss it because you're not a gay man. There's too many things going on. There's a mass killer and someone's on the phone and then there's this virus and what's going on and who is this and he has the needles and it's just like, there's too much, too many threats, too much. I'm like, uh, you, you don't think that that's the fucking point of it? Like, yes, if you are in New York City in 1981, everything is coming for you. I mean, I will just say this. There is apparently, possibly... Now, in the year 2022, 41 years after this season of television was set, Mm. a serial killer in New York City that is drugging and murdering gay men. I heard this. Yeah, that's that's actually happening. Jesus. You know, I mean, it's more relevant than we want it to be. But I I think that's, that's the point, though, right? Is like, yeah, bros believes in the clintonite theory of you know neoliberalism and progress and blah 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 i don't know billy eichner's politics but i assume they are not you know storm storm the castle we're going to string up the supreme court you know i'm I'm just guessing um i'm sure he's a liberal i'm sure he votes for democrats etc but like you know that's kind of the bare minimum at this point um i do think that there is something about this season of american horror story which is very much like no, 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 no. You don't understand. Like things were ba- really, really bad for queer people in 1981. They they got a lot worse. 
they got a little bit better and they're continuing to get worse again. And I think that yeah. that's kind of like what it is. It's kind of a creed core saying like, what the fuck is going on? Whereas bros is like, everything's fine. We live in New York city. Like we're, we're the attractive white men. We can do whatever we want. Girl power. You know, I, I don't know. You know, like, I mean, like, cause I understand there is a, there is the need for media of joy, right? Like, um, Oh, I don't agree I, with that at all. I just, I mean, you know, well, I I sit around and watch nothing but but you know, four hour long Russian movies all the time. <laughs> That's fair. Um, no, like I was t- uh, a buddy of mine was talking about, and I don't know what it, I don't remember what he was talking about, but it had been adapted from a comic, and they, um, you know, made the adaptation a lot more, you know, political, dealing with black oppression and like that kind of stuff. And he was saying, mm-hmm. I really liked the original because it was just a f- fun and kick ass. And I liked to read, you know, I like to read it and just have a fun, like everybody needs to have a power fantasy from time to time, right? Like that kind of thing is just good and fine. And, you know, I understand the need for a bros or a movie like it that's just saying, yeah, because because let's face it, my day-to-day is just a normal life, right? Like, my romances I consider normal, my friendship, and so I am not being beaten by hate crime people every single day. Like, I, it, it, and I do every so often want to see something about a, char- a gay character that's not dying of AIDS or not being beaten up or not just going through a tragic existence because I don't consider my existence to be tragic. Well, it's that, I mean, you know, it's that kind of thing, you know, just because since we are talking a lot about gay male, you know, kind of culture and hookup culture, there's a lot of that, like, you know, there's a lot of coded, there's a lot of coded ableism, frankly, in the, in, in the gay yeah. male hookup culture, especially, which is like, you know, I really prioritize fitness and I like someone who other, you know, who also prioritizes fitness and being healthy. And it's like, but I, but I think, yeah, I mean, go, you know, kind of going back to, to American Horror Story, though, I, I mean, it, there is a i think that that there is a there's an anger at the heart of it now obviously i mm. think part of it is ryan murphy is a gay man of a certain age i don't know exactly how old he is but i i think he's what like in his late 50s at least um i don't think he's like 80 years old or anything um not that there's anything wrong with being 80 years old but you know he definitely is of that generation that was most impacted i think by by the aids crisis and he has a memory of it i think you see that in in some gay men like um dan savage who you know people have a lot of who people have a lot of feelings about now but whatever um and i think that there is some of that where it's like we had to really be angry back in the 80s and Mm. 90s and and so much of of the progress that has been made in the queer community has been because of because of anger, frankly. And, and I think that, that if nothing else, I have been shocked at the level of, of, of non-anger that is going on right now, um, just in general, right? I mean, like, yeah, we had a moment in the summer of 2020 with George Floyd and all that kind of stuff which is a separate issue from, you know, queer yeah. rage and, 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 and queer rights and all that kind of stuff. But it's, you know, it, it's getting pretty alarming out there. And I don't see a lot of people that are like angry about it. I just see a lot of like, wow, this is, this is worrying. And maybe that's a normal reaction, right? Like maybe anger comes later. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. 
Um, but I think that, that, that American Horror Story NYC was maybe sort of Ryan Murphy's attempt to kind of like grapple with some of that stuff. If that makes no, sense. I mean, the character of Gino is like late 80s, early 90s anger personified. Like he is a character type that is in every single documentary that you watch on, you know, AIDS and HIV and stuff. Um, even uh, even down to like how he's dressed. I mean, like, it's yeah, like, dang, yeah, yeah. No, I mean that that final monologue where he is furious and exhausted and you know, a shell of himself. Just, I've seen that expression in photos so many times. Like, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And I and I think that you know that that is what is so. I think that's kind of what is is it works. I think that's why American Horror Story NYC works much better than Bros in some sense is because the 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 movie Bros is almost afraid to be angry. You know, and it's kind of like and and to a certain well degree, because like, it recognize there. I mean, look. There is a degree – I am somebody who has done a fuckload of anger work over the past while because yeah. – and I recognize a lot of the Billy Eichner anger in myself. Like there is a – you know, the he has the – I mean he talks a lot of speeches to the effect of like, yeah, gay men were – you know, oppressed and then suddenly they're not and now we're, you know, moving on to other things and – we never figured out how to cathart that, right? Like, we're yeah, supposedly yeah. completely integrated into society, except we're not. And, we're not. you know, our anger looks really scary and violent and mean, so we have to get rid of it, especially because other people are more oppressed, which is fine. Um, Well, not fine, but you know what I mean? Like, but at the same time, like, this still hasn't been resolved. We don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my anger, and I don't know how to make my anger political because so much political anger looks like, you know, storming the Capitol or mm-hmm. threatening, you know, young trans teenagers. Like, they're... That, I think, yeah, I think what you're getting at is you don't have any good models for constructive anger. Yes, right. I think that is like, that is very fair. Well, certainly the Billy Eilish. I keep wanting to say Billy Eilish. Um, certainly the Billy Eichner. If Billy Eichner's character had been played by Billy Eilish, it would have been a much more interesting movie. But that's a side issue. Duh. Um, if she, yeah, the Billy Eichner character does not have any anger role models, and frankly, it is the right thing for this character in this thing to let go of some of that, right? Like, he is working... His literal job, he is putting himself as a representative in something mainstream as as this museum, and so he does need to get along and learn to understand his place with others and all of that, and that's great. Um, You know, in American Horror Story... Anytime he's told to get along, that really means just shut up and let, you know, this disease take you, right? Like, let let whatever we want to do to you happen to you. Don't be angry. Just, you know, lie back and die. And so that anger in the fate, that anger in that case is really important and is necessary and is the fuel that is able to keep going. And that has, you know, ultimately led to whatever advances we had that the Republicans are trying to take away because they're a filthy disease cult, but that's a different story. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I think like you know, a, 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 a trap that we always try to avoid when, whenever we we podcast, and and you know, is 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 like you know, there's a there's a hypothetical version of this out there that is better than what it is, and I don't want to get into a situation where we're trying to fix bros, but I I don't know. Like Billy Eichner is obviously, uh, uh, I don't know. If, I, I wouldn't say he's an angry person. I don't know him, um, but he definitely got his start portraying someone who was angry mm-hmm. um, about trivial things. Right? He would yell about pop culture, like because as a gay male, that is what we are allowed to care about in public on television. Right? Is celebrity yes, bullshit. That- that is what we are allowed to be angry about. That is, we're not allowed to be angry about anything else. And I think that part of what is 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 kind of frustrating about bros is that I don't know where that fits into this movie, right? Like, I think it would have been more interesting if there had been some sort of, of, of attempt to reconcile that because – the version of Billy Eichner at the beginning of the movie where he is podcasting to his audience and taking listener questions and ta- and like talking about, oh, I don't know, like I don't have a relationship and I'm fine with it and this and the other thing. And like he's yelling at you essentially and you can tell that he's very upset about it, right? Um, and then, you know, American Horror Story, which is doing almost the exact opposite thing where, you know, you've got the character of Gino and you've got the character played by, um, uh, what's his name, uh, the big-eared uh, Brit. Um, woof. Yeah, yeah, woof. Exactly. <laughs> um, honestly, just I don't even need to. I don't even need to get involved. I'll just watch them fuck. Um, is that it, it's like almost that you know it's 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 this sort of like dichotomy where the characters there are in a relationship and they don't know how to be in a relationship, right? I mean, this is always something that is talked about, I think less now in in queer culture, certainly than it was maybe even 10 years ago. But there always was this thing where it's like, well, well, you know, gay men don't know how to be in a relationship with each other. Like they were never, you know, they were never exposed to it. They were never trained. They were never, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And there's none of that in bros, right? I mean, I think that that's kind of the subtext there. Whereas in American Horror Story, these two guys, Gino and 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 the and the cop, um, they're in a relationship. I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a, a healthy one, um, but it's obvious that there's affection there, there's love, there there's respect, um, and yes, there's 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 other things going on under the surface, but it does a better job of that than Bros does because Bros seems to have divorced itself from all reality. <laughs> Well, like, bros goes in the view of, yes, anger was appropriate at some point, but now look at this. We have gay marriage. We have prep. We have, you know, a museum. We have all of these great things. See, you, you've you won. You as a white gay man have done it. So now it's time to put that anger to the side, and now you can have a real relationship, and now that you're getting laid, you'll be happy, and now you can enjoy your monogamous relationship with a potato. And that's it, and that's all we really wanted, and all of that talk about how, you know, we wanted sexual freedom, and we want to have all of these things, and, you know, marriage is just to, you know, that was all a lie, because deep down, we all just want the same things. And American Horror Story says, no, 
you need to take your anger because this is a respite because things can get bad. Remember how bad things got? This is how bad things got. Never fucking forget how bad things got because they can get that again. I mean, it's a... Certainly bros is much more relaxed and, you know, a lot less harrowing, but it was oddly comforting watching American Horror Story this season, which contains every single fear I have as a as a gay man. It was oddly validating. No, I agree with you. I think it is validating. And I think that there's a there's a degree to which ripping the mask off and being honest about what exactly is going on is is very um, is freeing. You know, I, 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 and, and, and relieving in a way, you know, I think that there, I mean, honestly, I mean, the way, the way I look at this is, you know, I'm, I'm reading, um, the motion of light and water, which is one of, um, Samuel Delaney's memoirs. I think he's written three or four memoirs, but he's, you know, one of the great, uh, American authors of the 20th and 21st century. And he can write as many memoirs as he wants to, in my opinion, um, you know, he he's he's this memoir specifically is about his experiences as as a young gay black man in New York City in kind of the late 50s and, and, and kind of early to mid 60s. And, you know, there was there was a lot of fucking going on. Like <laughs> he was he was out there getting his dick sucked, sucking. His, like, I mean, it was like he was in yeah. like a three way relationship with a dude and his wife. Like I was like, what is going on? Nobody thinks about that period of time like that. They think about, of course, like the seventies, like that, you know. But but that was kind of the the the, the culmination of that in a sense. Yeah. Um, and I think what is really interesting about the kind of juxtaposi- juxtapositioning American Horror Story uh, uh, this season of American Horror Story and and Bros is that you you know the, the 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 primary creative people behind both of them are openly gay men. They are both openly gay white cis men. Um, Billy Eichner is. 20 years younger than Ryan Murphy, probably um, maybe not quite 20 years younger, but, but close enough. So obviously there's a, there's a significant, uh, um, significant uh, generational gap there. And what I think is interesting about this is that, you know, Ryan Murphy, I think recognizes that this is a, uh, not a uniquely conservative time in, in American society and culture, but, but it is, it is a conservative time. And, it has been a conservative time for a while. I mean, I, I think that, you know, it's kind of amazing to me. This is kind of a tangent, but again, welcome to Trek about um, that. It, we have people now that that don't know anything about or have no lived memory or lived experience of sort of like the, the, the post 9-11 period in American culture. Mm. And that was. That was a wildly conservative reactionary time. I mean, if you think now is bad, and it is bad, uh, worse in some ways, it wasn't even allowed to say anything that was against the Iraq War. Um, the fucking Dixie Chicks got canceled. You yeah, couldn't yeah, yeah. say Dix- French fries in some circles. Yeah, I mean, it was it was off the charts bananas. And... And I think that that Ryan Murphy recognizes that because he is a gay man who came of age in the, you know, kind of like uh, late 80s, 90s time period. Right. Um, Whereas Billy Eichner is 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 younger, significantly younger than him. And when you marinate in this sort of conservative society and culture your whole life, it's very difficult to recognize it. And I think that there's an element of that in Billy Eichner. Right. Like. Do I do I think of Billy Eichner as a uniquely political person? 
No, I don't. I don't and, know. There's only there's only so much you can say about that though, because I think we consider ourselves political like that, so it's not necessarily an age thing. No, I don't think it's an age thing at all, but I think it's a uh, – I, I guess what I'm getting at is like regardless of whatever the reasons are, yeah, 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 I think that's kind of, of, of what is going on, right? Like it, it, it's very difficult to recognize exactly how conservative American culture and society is and, and, and even like to the fact that like most Americans don't have – like 70% of Americans don't have passports. Like mm. if, if most Americans have gone abroad, they've gone to like Cancun or, or Canada. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I always say, like, if Americans would just go to other countries and they would see what life was like in those places, they would they would riot. Right. I mean, I was in Ireland in March and like it like I, Ireland has problems. Right. Like, don't get me wrong. Like everywhere <laughs> has problems. But but the roads don't have huge potholes in them and people seem generally happy and and well taken care of there um that's not something that we see here and i and i think that there is a tension there where you know american horror story is very much of the opinion that you have to fight for everything that you get that frankly your own community is the one that's going to care for you the most and yeah. that you should kind of nurture and and protect it as much as possible even to the point where I really appreciated the fact that this season of American Horror Story um, resurrected and remembered that there was a very strong lesbian versus gay man yeah. thing that was going on at that time period. That was a real thing. And that was a real thing for a while. Um, whereas Bros seems to be almost divorced from history divorced from politics divorced from culture like the whole thing about abraham lincoln possibly being bisexual and then it's just like obviously it's a comedy so it's a little difficult to compare apples to oranges sometimes but yeah and that's that is specifically chosen to be the most cliche gay topic you can think of like it's something that you learn in high school that you think is fascinating when you're you know 15 and desperate for anything but to your point about the lesbian community, one disservice that I have read about, though, is that it's not like lesbians weren't around during HIV. Like, there were lesbian nurses were caring for gay men, you know, they were yes. going into yes. the war. And so, you know, I, I have seen a lot of people say, like, it would have been nice to see the Sandra Bernhard character just, like, at a pro, even just at a protest in the last montage. But, well, I mean, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, what we've been kind of talking about here is is the ways in which queer culture yes. wants to be subsumed by or apart from the larger heterosexual and not even heterosexual, well, but I think heteronormative, monogamous kind of culture. And I think that American Horror Story definitely is I think American Horror Story is fine with anything, right? I think that's kind of where, and maybe that's why I was bringing up the whole, you know, demographic, you know, sort of generational gap between Ryan Murphy and 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 yeah. um, Billy Eichner, because I think American Horror, this season of American Horror Story, is much more like, no, 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 like the 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 queer liberation movement was about and is about and continues to be about and should be about. You can you can live whatever life you want to, yeah. which which is authentic to your person. Um, 
and bros i don't i don't know like i think billy eichner really wants to be liked by straight people that's bros's authentic life is living a straight heteronormative life like i joke these days that i consider straight gay to be one axis and heterosexual homosexual to be another axis you can be a straight homosexual you know, you could be a gay heterosexual. Well, I, I, yeah, could, Nate, Nate Silver, Nate Silver exists. So yes, you can be straight homosexual. Yeah, um, like g- g- Bros is more of a homosexual movie than it's a gay movie. It's a little. Fa- I'm being a little facetious, but not much. No, I don't. No, I don't think you're being facetious at all. I mean, there there is a difference between being being a being a gay man or being a man who has sex with men and and, and being culturally gay. You know, and I, yeah, and I think that there, you know, it, it's it's one of. The, I mean, this is a larger topic than than we can cover in the you know few minutes we have left in this podcast. But yeah, I mean, there there is a gay culture; it is real. There is a queer culture; it is real. There is a lesbian culture; it is real. There is a trans mm. culture; it is real. You know, and and the the fact that it continues to endure, um, even though we are the only minority that doesn't grow up in in a household that is also with the same minority most of the time um is is interesting to me right and and i don't know why that is or what that means i'm not an anthropologist i'm not a sociologist i'm sure it's been studied um but it is it is interesting and i think that that bros is very much in that tradition even as it is trying to be a away from that tradition if that makes sense yeah i mean it does talk about like well, I guess the one scene where he's talking about, like, yeah, I was exposed to this gay cultural stuff, and he starts talking about this play that his parents took him to, which is, like, the least appropriate play that you should be taking a kid to. It's the, you know, like, I know you, you know, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about, like, groomer accusations and drag brunch and stuff like that, right? Like, but, yeah. um, I think, the, I mean, the, the, the right is terrified that a drag story time is, all right, we're going to read you, you know, some gay erotica while showing you how to use a dildo while I, you know, get fucked. Like, you know, when it's just, you know, somebody in a princess outfit reading, you know, a fairy tale, right? I I don't, I, I would, I would push back on that. I, 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 maybe some of that is out there, but, but I think fundamentally speaking, I don't think that they think that's happening. I think that it is... I, I think what is happening now is that that people that don't like people that are different from them yeah. um, are feeling emboldened, and and I think that there is something to be said for the fact that there are a certain there is a certain percentage of people in 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 the world that um, don't like people that are different from them, find it troublesome, um, don't like people that speak a different language, don't like people that look a yeah. different way, don't like people that smell a different way, don't like people that eat different food than them. Um, these are people that. You know, I mean, we have to look at where this is happening, right? I mean, this is not happening in uh, New York City. It's happening in, you know, Utah, and it's happening in Montana, and it's happening in Kentucky. You know, it's happening in places where I'm not trying to be offensive, but I don't think of these as bastions of um, of diversity, right? And And I think that it's... It is alarming that that this is happening, but I, I think that it is something that queer people are going to have to resist and resist strongly. And, you know, the whole groomer thing is whatever they're latching on to, 
to erase progress. That's been what we've always been called. Everybody, oh, gays are just pedophiles. When yeah, right. I don't. I don't think they actually think that that gay men are pedophiles. Now, yeah, certain certainly some percentage of them do. I don't want to. I don't want to discount that entirely as a as a as a possibility or, or as a real thing. But I don't think most of them do. I, I think it's just an easy excuse, right? I mean, yeah. Did did Nazis really think that the Jews ran the world? No. no, but there's stupid filth out there that does think that that they can be. You know, exactly. I think there is a lot of stupid filth out there that does think gays are pedophiles. I think there is a lot of subhuman rednecks that think this. And you know, I can say what I if they want to say that about me, I can say things about them. It it's one of those things where it's like you know, it it it, it is. You can't put that genie back in the bottle, right? I mean, there's yeah. a reason why this sort of language is 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 outside the bounds of of, of polite society and, and sort of liberal, yeah. liberal, small L liberal, you know, <laughs> small D democratic society. You don't say these things about your neighbors, right? I mean, I live in a neighborhood in Philadelphia that was basically 50-50 Biden-Trump, right? Like, yeah. I, I'm sure I have neighbors that voted for Trump. I have, na- I have a neighbor down the street from me that had a Mastriano side sign in his window, you know? Um, did that make me feel safe? No, not particularly. But was I still walking to the grocery store every day? Yeah. yeah. Like, what am I going to do? You know? And I and I think that there's an element of that, which is like, you have to remember that it's much harder to exist as an openly whatever minority in this society than it is anything else. I live a fairly separatist life, right? Like, uh, I think every single friend is a gay aligned man you know or at least you know on the queer spectrum somewhere um i other than when i'm going to a shop i don't hang out with heterosexuals you know and it's not a part of that's choice part of that it's easier for me part of it is it's uh i don't know it it this has been the life that i've gone to when left to my own devices and it is just interesting that's that's where i've slipped into well it's yeah i mean i think at the end of the day you know american horror story is much more on that end of the spectrum than bros is and yeah you know bros is sort of like it, it, it again talking specifically about the the museum scenes and and how internal they are to conversations that we have amongst the queer community but it's also kind of played for laughs and it's yeah. like, okay, well, what are you doing here? Right? Like, are you, are you taking this seriously? Are you not taking this seriously? Like I am not in any way, shape or form arguing that Billy Eichner is like, it's like internal, like has internalized homophobia, more, more, like no more than any of us do. Right. But like, I'm not saying he's secretly like homophobic and he's not secretly making a homophobic movie or anything like that. Well, but, um, it's just it's just strange it it just strikes I mean, me as very strange again the the museum stuff and the stuff at the coffee shop in difficult people are two has the same coin right like in difficult people you have the one uh the trans waitress who's like a 9-11 conspiracy theorist and then you have matthew who's just absolutely just this disgusting twink who's just fucking all of these old guys and they're both absolutely hilarious because they're both weird takes on that character and also difficult people is 100 percent a cartoon that's yes. intended for a 
maybe a smaller audience. So every pretty much, if you are watching Difficult People, you're very likely queer-aligned, and you're seeing this ridiculousness, and it's funny because you know somebody just like that, and that's fine. And there's a lot of moments in the... um with the museum crowd, what they're dealing with it. And also, there is a degree to which, you know, the dean from community talking about being bi the entire time, well, it's literally his job to be the bi guy on staff. So he is, go, you know, like, these people literally were hired to represent their various communities and identities. And so, you know, they are going to, well, the lesbian perspective on this because they are there to give the lesbian perspective on that. And, um... It does give, you know, there's the one, uh, one of the characters towards the end saying, like, yes, I am angry all the time. And it's, you know, surprising to Billy, who has never been able to manage his anger, and frankly, as a white guy, hasn't needed to as much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's somebody who to him comes off always as in control, and he's, you know, kind of realizing that the, oh, you're own you're in control because you are controlling yourself that much because you know you know like and things like that um again i think a series which is you know and you know maybe every episode's going to fe- feature a different character and so we can see them be wacky but also see them be in their no- like that's a better sh- thing you know and that lets billy yeah. have his relationship with his potato and they can have a subplot from time to time but you know if we're not spending the entire movie on it it's not as like goddamn i just cuz it's true goddamn i want to get out of the relationship part of this movie so i can get to the funny stuff you know the relationship parts where you had to sit through in a way and i and i do want to be clear that that i think billy eichner is talented and is funny and i think that 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 i was actually disappointed that bros was this much of a mess to a degree that a lot was riding on it again i think if this is this is billy eichner's first movie if this was something that was on netflix that or you know if this fire island was a hulu thing right if it had had that same prominence and level Maybe it would have done better because there was a lot less writing on it. But this also not only is supposed to be – not only has to be a movie on its own, but is also supposed to be the first really big mainstream gay romantic comedy. And also the movie that's going to bring audiences back in the theaters to watch romantic comedies. And also something which is going to give us – you know, again, we're going with it trying to serve too many masters maybe, but – uh it's not allowed to be a tiny movie. Right. It's it's like the first Christmas after COVID. How how could that not have been disappointed? <laughs> you know, like it well, not to say COVID's over, it's not over, people are still dying. But yeah, it that that is that is actually a really, a really good point. At the end of the day, you know, I think what we what we started out talking about, which is that this movie is is trying to serve too many masters and there's too many cooks in the kitchen and all the all the cliches that you can name, um, there's a lot of them. It's it's trying to suck every dick in the room. But again, there's a there's a there's a specificity to the bros that I think is lacking. Maybe that's really yeah. what the real the real point is there, right? Like it 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 feels like there was a movie there that would have been good, but all of the edges were sanded down so much in an attempt to broaden the audience that at the end of yeah. the day 
it it just didn't it didn't have an audience. I mean, and in a way, it it is kind of nice, I guess, that a movie like this can fail and no one is saying, "Oh my god, we can never have another gay yeah. movie again." Like it's not 1992, right? Like this is not a movie that failed and so we're never going to make another one of these. Like we may, we may never get another one of these because the the movie industry is collapsing but (laughs) that's not because of billy eichner i guess is no but like between fire island doing fairly well and like again this is why it's like god billy did you have to flip out at everybody because it's like the the version where he goes you know something you know i had a great time we all learned something and it was good to get a lot of people and hey netflix i'd love to make a series now you know like yeah yeah, i i I feel like this is the kind of thing that could be parlayed into something else but i don't know if he is going to get that something else i don't know either but i guess we'll just have to see